We're the Valentins. And we are passionate about people. Every human was created for fulfilling relational connection. But that's not always what comes easiest. We know this because of our wide range of personal experience, as well as our years of working with people. So we're going to crack open topics like dating, marriage, family, and parenting to encourage, entertain, and equip you for a deeply fulfilling life of relational health. All right, babe. Shall we? Here we go. Here we go. Okay, welcome back to Dates, Mates, and Babies with the Valatins, everyone. We're so glad you're with us today, and we have some very special guests. We are going to let them tell you a little bit about themselves, but I wanted to tell you before we give it over to them that you all have the privilege of hearing from the one and only Ben and Heather Armstrong today. The Armstrongs are really good friends of ours. Actually, they have been family friends of Jason back when Jason was in his first marriage. They have known all of our kids since they were tiny. Jason and Ben grew up in Weaverville together. Yes, we did. A little tiny mountain town an mm-hmm. hour away from here in Reading. And so there is some rich and deep family history. And we have got them on the podcast today. So you're welcome very much, listeners. This is going to be fantastic. Is there anything you want to say before we have the Armstrongs tell us a little bit about their family? Yeah. Um, just, we love them so much. I'm <laughs> excited for this podcast. Um, yeah, you guys have... <clears throat> You guys have been such a part of my life for so long. And so to to not just have people that you've done life with, but that you're doing life with uh, continually is so incredibly fun. Mm-hmm. So we're already really crying. <laughs> wow, baby. Sweet and Heather. This podcast is going to be really unique because um, you guys have a really unique story mm-hmm. in the sense that uh, you, you guys went through... Um, infidelity and came out the other side, like Uh beat the odds, came out the other side and have a thriving marriage. Yeah. And so to have you guys like share about that and and help others Uh give hope is going to be awesome. Yeah. So we'll dive into the topic in a minute, but sweet Heather, do you want to just tell us a little bit about your family? How long have you guys been married? You have three beautiful kids. What's your current status? Oh, we've probably been married more or longer than many of you listening have been alive. <laughs> we have been married for 27 years this December 28th. Yeah. Yeah. So we have wow. some history uh-huh. of being together. Yes. We have three adult children. Connor is 25, Kira is 22 and recently engaged, and Madison is 21. And Kira will be 23 in February. Yeah, February. Wow. So. Yep. It's it's a fun, fun time having all adult children and just it's crazy. And now they were almost all of them were out of the house and now all of them are back in the house. <laughs> and it, it's, uh, Madison was actually having a conversation with Connor, uh, earlier in the week or last week and just like through tears said, you know, I get my brother back wow. for Christmas and the fact that oh. we're all together for one more Christmas before we get married and both the girls are planning on getting married this year. It's pretty special. Oh Do they have gosh. boyfriends yet? <laughs> Don't my word. <laughs> I was like, what? That is something Madison do. She'd be like, I think I'll get married in 2024. <laughs> no, yep. yeah, okay. totally. She's excited. She's, she's got the date picked out, the venue, all the stuff. Wow. And she's but not the, the guy one. hasn't asked yeah, yet. Totally. I'm like, uh, oh, it's okay. coming Maddie. soon. It's yeah, it's coming. coming. I know. That's I know. Maddie. But My word. <clears throat> well, okay. So 
we just adore you. Thank you for you being with us today, but honestly, just for your friendship through the years. And wow, yeah. so meaningful. We will not bore everyone with our sappy appreciations, but or maybe we will. Or maybe we will. Um, okay, so the purpose of our time today, just for you listeners, honestly, is to give you incredible amounts of hope. Mm-hmm. Yes. And some great tools for rebuilding strong marriage after something has broken apart. And I think um, for all of you that have been listening for any length of time, you know that we're about the practical tools and we like um, just empowering people to do the real stuff, the gritty stuff of life. And life is messy and it's hard and it's not perfect and we're not perfect even if we love Jesus and hard things happen. But it's incredible what you can actually work through. And Mm -hmm. so that is ultimately the theme of today. Um, but Ben and Heather, we'll jump into a little bit of your story. Um, and, and listeners, we're going to kind of lay out some of these tools for you and give you some keys, some real keys for, um, hope and thriving and rebuilding as you hear the Armstrong's story. Yeah. So let's start there. Yeah. Um, and maybe we just kind of get everyone up to speed. Mm -hmm. Like Ben, you and I were, in BSSM, yeah. the school of ministry yeah. as pastors together yeah. and which those were great years yeah, and hard were. years being a pastor in school of ministry is Crazy. so much work. And 14 years ago, just to give you listeners an idea, this has been some time. Oh yeah. This yeah. has been a, yeah, this isn't like yesterday's success. This no, is like yeah. <laughs> 14 years ago because it. so many people don't even know that this has happened now. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 It's not so in the past. Yeah. Not because it was a secret, but no. To make a long story short, um, Ben had uh, <laughs> made some really poor choices yep. and ended up uh, falling in a relationship uh, with another woman. And while he was, you know, on staff with us, yeah. and we all weren't sure what was going to happen at first, even you and totally. <laughs> and what was crazy is over like a, a two-year period of time, I watched you work through just a crazy season yeah. and rebuild your marriage and, yeah. and do all the right things. Mm-hmm. But Ben, why don't you take us through a little bit about like what, what happened, happened yeah. and how did, how did you get to a place where, yeah. Yeah. You, you know, these, these are, these, these aren't places you just wind up one day out of the blue. It's, sure. it's a, a progression of things. So, mm-hmm. and you don't know it's happening to you. You know, how do you boil a frog? You put it yeah. in wa- cold water and you slowly heat it up. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a little bit of what was going on in our life. Heather and I were both going after things. Heather's a professional photographer. She's going after her photography business. Um, I'm a revival group pastor. We're going after things there. And there was a continual, um, you know, we did, we would always say, oh yeah, we love each other. And one of the worst things you can do is compare your marriage to someone else to actually justify your dysfunction. Wow. So what we would do many times, well, well, we don't do that. So we're connected. Mm. Meanwhile, we know we're disconnected Mm. and we're feeling more and more disconnected. Or even not realizing we're disconnected, but something's not right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Something's not right. And, and honestly, I think we were going in, two different directions and Mm. not that having someone in a business or someone in ministry Mm -hmm. is wrong, but when you're not actually connected in what each other are doing, 
you have you definitely have needs and uh and i was i i began to start getting needs met in a relationship with another lady that i should have been getting met mm-hmm. at home and mm-hmm. i wasn't getting met at home mm-hmm. and uh, it wasn't something that I was like, yeah, let's go have an affair with someone. Yeah. This would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was one of those things that are just continually a, a dealing with things. Another thing that happened was I was like, okay, I can deal with everything on my own. Mm. Um, I can remember the the week before I actually told Jay and Mark what had happened. Jay preached a sermon on a Friday night uh, called Living in the Light. And I'm like, oh crap! Wow, that was I probably am, a really good sermon. I am totally not living. <laughs> it did it brought him to mold. truth? Yeah, yeah, it did. And the content and Heather was there. Had, Heather had felt the disconnect. Heather had felt. I some signed things. us up for love after marriage. There was doing a staff one because I knew we needed some help. Uh-huh. I was like, this isn't working. Yeah. Something was wrong. And and then it came out right as the first love after marriage class for the staff. Wow, happened. And so we what were the we were the what guinea pigs for everything. So since I was already like outed, I was like, okay. Ha- Heather and me would sign up for every of the Coaching things exercise. like, hey, let's work on this. Hey, what about this? What about this? So I think uh, as well, I didn't have. Heather would always say this. She'd say, "You you need to go hang out with guys." And you, you need to have mm-hmm. more friends. I'm like, I got friends, baby. I, I don't need to hang out. I want to hang out with you. You're my best friend. I didn't know what she was saying is I feel the pressure to be everything to you. Mm. And that was overwhelming her. And I thought I was healthy by saying, baby, all I need is you. Mm. That wasn't true. Mm-hmm. I needed other men in my life. I needed healthy relationships, which I was rejecting because I thought it was noble or honorable just to have her and the kids. Mm. And we need a lot more than that. It's so complicated because on one hand, it's so easy to think I'm I'm being like Jesus and not putting all of my needs on you, right? And not yeah. being overbearing and, and being kind of like an easy person to live with to be around Mm -hmm. and then on the other hand like you're so starving and you're so unaware of how starving you are because you I mean we've talked about this before is this is a lot of how you grew up yeah it's a it's a lot of a mindset and in how both you really grew up yeah in in not getting your needs met in a healthy way and just kind of like being a lone ranger and going after it yeah just Buck up, handle it, you know, man up, cowboy up, whatever mm-hmm. your term is, like, you'll be fine. Yeah. It's, it's crazy, too, because when, I mean, I, as a counselor, I've done this for 20 years, right? Yeah. And this, this year will be 20 years at Bethel. Um, and I always tell people, like, no one starts, no one gets into an affair by going, gosh, I just... I just want to go and and make out with this person tomorrow. Like you don't end up in an affair by doing that. No. And, and that's what most people would think. Like, uh, I have to, I just have to like not look at pretty women or whatever. But the truth is like you end up in an affair, like you said, when you have this, these unhealthy cycles that you're living in, you don't get your needs met in, in a healthy way. And then you end up in a marriage that's like falling apart yeah. before you even realize like, 
oh, this is what's happening. Mm. Yeah. And I love your pebbles in the garden story. I think this. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. this whole idea of, you know, the enemy doesn't just lay out on a silver platter. Here's sin. Here's an affair. Why don't you do this? He throws a pebble in your garden. And that mm. pebble in your garden, it may not even be, be sin. It may not even be yeah. uh, something even towards sin. But when God says, hey, let's deal with this thing, and you say, no, it's okay, it's not sin, and you fight uh, to keep that thing mm-hmm. there, it's called compromise. Right. And he, if we're faithful to keep that one pebble in the garden, he'll throw another. Interesting. And eventually that pebble turns into a pathway and we look down one day and we're like, where's this pathway come yeah. from? And you're walking wow. and then you look up and you realize I'm not in my garden anymore and I'm in full blown sin wow. because I allowed all these little pebbles in my garden mm. to Stay. create a pathway. Wow. And I didn't honor the voice of God. I didn't honor the voice of my yeah. wife. I didn't have feedback from other wow. men and other people because I was living in the dark because I learned in ministry, you put on a mask of your perfect. And even though I was at Bethel where, you know, it's normal, hey, we pull on each other. Let's be honest. Let's be open. Well, how honest can I be? Yeah. Right. Because honesty in the past got me in trouble. Right. And got things taken away. That's it didn't get, give me any help. Wow. So what do I do wow. now? Okay, let's let's come back to that in a second, but back to the event. And I know it was in October because, yeah. um, Heather, you have, in a beautiful way, I think, have created awareness around like that date in your life where you can look back and go, look how far we've come. Mm-hmm. And it's such a testimony now. But So I know it was in an October because yeah. it's just recent. But tell us a little bit about like, what was that like for you? Kind of, because I think what happens is we're in these, sometimes we can get into these marriage, you know, people get into these marriage situations, seasons where they're like, we feel disconnected. Something's not right. What is it? And then you kind of start like questioning each other, but there's not a lot of truth exchanged. And so you just kind of continue to grow and grow in disconnection. And then I do think fear kind of sometimes seeps in and you go, oh my gosh, is there ever is there more going on here than I can even see? Was there any sort of like suspicion around that? Did you have any sort of like, cause I do think women in particular can get into these spots where they feel like, well, do I take him at his word and trust that everything's okay? Or do I trust my gut and what do I do? And then what was that day like for you? Where yeah. you're like, okay, finally we're in the light, but now we have this huge mess. So obviously a big day for Ben, but a big day for mm-hmm. you too. What was that like? Leading up to it, there was definitely this, something's wrong. Something is not right. Like this is not, I mean, and it was a constant like questioning him and, you know, asking him questions. And, you know, I just thought I was really psycho. Honestly, I'm like, wow, you just wrong with me because I do have an intuition of things a lot. And Uh I, I mean, I can call things pretty well and they're usually right. And so with this and his like, no, this isn't how it is. This is, you know, totally not, you know, my feelings. And it wasn't there yet. So and it was so like, I just thought, well, okay, I just, I'm maybe not used to this kind of a relationship because she was in our world. And so I, um, I just was like, well, I, I, it's normal. And so then, I mean, as a progression is coming, I'm like, oh, love after marriage, we are going to sign up because this is really, and it was a Tuesday when we signed up. And then on Thursday, I have a photo shoot down at the river trail. It's this beautiful, uh, even this year, the 
the color was so pretty here mm-hmm. in Reading, I think from all the rain, mm-hmm. the yellow trees. I was like, oh, I remember this moment. <laughs> and so I drove home and get to the house and he had had his dad. He's like, I ha- dad came and got the kids. I have to, I have to tell you something. Oh, and I knew, I was like, oh, I know where we're here going. it is. And oh. he told me and I got so mad. I took my wedding ring and just chucked it right at him because I was furious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't get the furious right now in this podcast, oh, but, yeah. but it, it was, was four, you know, 14 yeah. years ago. And I just, I was like, I want you to leave right now. You go get the kids. And I just, in that moment, I needed space. I just, yeah. I couldn't look at him. I couldn't, I just was angry. And in that whole sense of it, I was right. I was really right. I, I wasn't really psycho. Like I was like, something was mm-hmm. there. And so, um, he left to go get the kids and I just in the house, you know, crying and just frustrated that it had actually come to this. Like yeah. it, well, this was okay. Your feelings were right now. You have now they're here. Like yeah. now yeah. they're really in real life here. And so, um, yeah, there's yeah. the tears. Um, yeah. but it was hard yeah. that moment. And then, you know, Holy spirit was just so gentle and kind. And like, I felt the, his, his presence, you know, in that moment, like I'm here with you. And if you want to work this out, I'm going to, I'm going to help you all the way Wow! and I'll be here with, you know, with you. And so Ben came back with the kids and meanwhile, I I think everything's over. Oh, you do. I've ruined my life. Yeah. You know, now it's like, okay, divorce. What does that look like? Mm. You know, what's it look like to be dad, not in the home, Mm. you know, what, what type of job should I, should I go back to construction? You know, what do I do to provide for my family? Cause that's still my responsibility. Mm-hmm. I've got to do that. But I think this is it. It's over. It's so wow. dark. Yeah. And so that so first so night, you know, we stayed together. We didn't make love. I mean, it wasn't in that space of we're like, Oh, let's just make it all right. You know, I think sometimes in my life, what has happened, just you make everything right. And then everything's okay. But mm-hmm. that's really not the place where, okay, we're going to fix it. You're going to clean up your mess and then everything's okay here in my heart. Yeah. And so I, um, I was surprised she let me stay at the house. Me too. I was like, yeah. what? Yeah. Right. And so then that week just unfolded so many different meetings and different, you know, it coming out, uh-huh. which led to, you know, a lot of, um, a lot of things. And Jason was, he was always there like, just give it, I think you'd say, just give it three more months, three more months. You can do it. You can do it, Heather. So I, we, yeah, I remember, um, I remember specifically a specific phone call and you were just like, I don't think I can do this. I'm not, I'm not going to, I don't think I can do this yeah. anymore. And I, one of the things that I love is I've seen people work through stuff like infidelity and things like this that are mm-hmm. this big so many times that you don't rebuild the old marriage, you get a new marriage. Yeah. Yeah. Like Absolutely. if you work all the way through it, right. And it's, it's the most painful, exciting thing to watch. And I remember telling you, like, Heather, you got to hang in there because we're not going to get that old marriage back. That's not what we're doing. We're not going to put all this work in and then you guys are going to just live like you used to live. No. Like, you're going to get what you originally wanted in the very first place. Yeah. It's mm. just a hard way to get there. 100%. Gosh, hard <laughs> it's way. not easy at all. Hard way to get there, totally. understatement. And in the moment, too, you know, you're like, okay, for me, just in, in it, I, I instantly did take ownership and I didn't make the choices, but I was like, how am I going to 
work on me. Like yes. if, if this is, you know, I think we're jumping a little bit, but no, if, it's great. if he, if he's going to work on him and he's going to choose to go forward with the things that is being laid out as far as cleaning up his mess, how am I going to own me? And what is yeah. that going to look like for me? So I think there was in so many cases of, of women that I've met with and couples that I think there's a mutual ownership that has to take place yes. in, in order to fully heal completely. Yes. That and, only came because I was a hundred percent owning me. Yes. I wasn't yes. passing blame. I wasn't hiding the mm-hmm. truth. Yeah. I dedicated at the very beginning was like, Hey, my wife's going to leave me. Mm-hmm. I've ruined my ministry. I, you know, but I have to own that mm-hmm. and I can't fix that. Mm-hmm. All I can do is pursue the man that I'm supposed to be, the father I'm supposed to be, the ex-husband that I'm supposed to be. These are all my thoughts is yeah. like, no, I'm just going to own me because, you know, I cannot control what my wife does or how my kids are going to respond or how the church is going to respond or anyone else. But I know I need to get me right. Yes. And I'm going to figure this out because this can't keep happening. You know, this can't be something that is passed on to the next generation. Mm -hmm. Like Mm. I've, it's got to get better. So I I decided to own myself. My childhood of, you know, I went through a divorce as a, young girl and I, something that was just in me was like, I am going to never get divorced and th- we're going to break this generational, wow. you know, bondage in our family and I'm going to fight for this. And I mean, it was literally like you were up against the whole the Disney, you know, yeah. sl- slay the dragon kind of moment yes. where you're like, oh no, I am going to fight for our marriage. And I think it took wow. a fight, obviously, yes, mm-hmm. to be where we're at today. And what did it look like for you to clean up your mess? Yeah. Cause that's a phrase that I think is kind of unique to our church environment. Like I don't, that's not like a common understanding, but we talk about it a lot in our podcast because messes happen all the time. Like we make messes with each other in relationship all the time. We have to become professional cleaner uppers. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, So obviously this was a big mess. What did it look like? So it's owning me and my behavior and what it caused people. Mm -hmm. Um, in, in wherever it caused that pain. I, what was crazy, it was like, number one, obviously, it's my wife and my kids. Yeah. Um, it's, it's my extended friendship, relationship, family. So the only way to really clean up a mess is to be honest about the mess. And, and that's hard. So mm-hmm. getting in front of people and telling them, Hey, this is, this is what I did. Um, but to me, that wasn't, I, that was not anything that was going to help me out him getting, we had to, to go in front of the, he had to go in front of uh, first year and second year. Cause he was the revival group pastor and, you know, had to tell them what had happened and, uh, you know, apologize. And it really was for me. I'm like, this isn't, this is not even going to seal the deal that we're good. No. Yeah. So it was more calling her dad. And telling her dad we're on our way to Thanksgiving, and I'm I'm telling her dad what I did, and the kids are in the back seat listening to me. Wow, do this, Oof. and 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 he's all over my case. He's he is. There's some colorful words and stuff uh-huh. going on. He's like, just clean up your mess. Just 
just make sure you get this right. And so I think cleaning up my mess meant pursuing my wife, Mm. uh, being honest about where I was at, being real with each other, you know, with our emotions, Mm -hmm. um, pursuing my kids Mm -hmm. in the process, Mm -hmm. uh, building trust in all of my other relationships because they didn't fire me at Bethel. You know, uh, although for me, they had just reached or uh, launched culture of honor. So I really did think they were keeping him around because to prove the book. Oh, oh. So yeah. I, Danny Scott was, would be a liar if, if, if wow. they don't. So I, there was a lot of tension in my, just in how I, I'm wired. Oh, that she I would hit like, Danny with the stuff. Like, Danny, are you just doing this because you wrote a book? And now you have Some to. Amazing, Heather. Oh, it was a little honoring, but it was it just was like great. I wanted the truth know. of okay, if if this is a culture of honor and if this is what we are about, how does that really look? And is this for real? Yeah. And um, or are we going to be hit later? But with there like were yes, exactly. There was other re- relationships, stuff like this going on in the church that mm-hmm. had happened right around the same time. Two other kind of crazy deals. And both those people chose not to clean up their mess. Yeah. They chose to go in another direction. Just to add a, a little bit, um, so that people who, who this is the first time hearing the story, like when, when Ben fell and then was honest with Heather, we had a big decision to make at yeah. the church <clears throat> as his leaders to go, okay, what do we do? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, because it's, it's not cut and dry. It's not very, it's not simple. Mm-hmm. And, uh, our environment is, is mixed. It's both men and women. And so like, do we have Ben continue to pastor and you know, how, how do you actually bring someone to restoration? Those are all the questions that we're asking ourselves. And what we kind of came to a conclusion of is like, well, you can't just kick somebody off the team because they made a mistake, right? You can't do that. Otherwise no one would be on the team. I wouldn't be on the team, you know, because we all make stupid mistakes And but if Ben's really going to own his mess and rebuild his marriage like he needs to do that in in the context of the people that he loves the most yeah and why i think this is so important is because this is i mean it's so foundational for family right is family should be the safest place to make a mistake yeah and so what what ended up happening is ben basically put down his pastoral role yeah, I'm having open heart surgery. You don't keep doing this stuff no. when you're in open heart surgery. And so. for two years, you did admin work. You filed papers. Oh, you yeah. like he sat at the intern table with the interns, and he really did great paper with school happening because first year then, was in and then the I sanctuary. met with students continually for about three years as they told me how my mess Affected. hurt them. Mm. So these. Uh, some, some of the students didn't know him, but because their parents said there's infidelity in the relationship yeah. and Ben had fell, it caused like so much pain in them that we, and we gave the students permission, like, Hey, if, if this has affected you in a really negative way, you know, feel free to go talk to Ben. Well, two years wow. later, I had a line of people that was coming and which I love this because again, like I know I'm talking a lot, but I want to just really paint a picture. Oh, I think a lot of people think about cleaning the mess and we just want it to be done with. No. We just want it to be over with, right? Like we want to just get back in the saddle and, and oh, we weren't connected. And, but what I love is that your story doesn't stop with you saying, I'm really sorry yeah. and I'm going to do better. But 
that was the beginning point, right? Like we, repentance is this process of turning and walking the other way. And cleaning up your mess is, is a part of repentance where you go like, hey, if I've hurt you, if I've offended you, if, I, yeah. if this has gotten on you, like I want to clean that up. Yeah. And watching you, for me, that was the, one of the biggest pieces is watching Ben because I have seen a lot of men fall. Yeah. A lot of men fall yeah. doing what I do. And, and most, most men don't have the perseverance, don't want to have the perseverance to two years later I'm not in the same role. I don't know if I'll ever be in that role yeah. again. I'm still on the team. I'm sitting basically on the sidelines doing stuff I hate to do, yeah. meeting with people that I don't want to meet with because I am so adamant about being the man that God's called me to be. That's right. Mm-hmm. Bravo, Ben. Oh, well, my gosh. You know, I like to say this. Uh, punishment is easy. Yeah. Discipline is hard. Wow. Yes. And, and it's discipline that actually transforms our life. Wow. Punishment good. doesn't. That just like, let's deal with the issue. Yeah. Let's get this yes. punished out of you. Yes. We're all good. Yes. Which invites shame and guilt and all the other things. But discipline, it, it, those meetings, yeah. I begin to realize when I'm getting healthy. Yes. Because now... I don't feel attacked by their statements. I'm not owning their stuff. I don't feel the shame of that anymore. I'm like, yeah, that's what I did do. Uh I'm so sorry. And I bet you it caused this and this and this. Is there anything else it caused in you? And then I'm asking, hey, you know, is there anything else I can do to clean up my mess with you? Here's what I'm doing with my Mm. wife. Here's where we're at. Here's where my kids are at. Here's where my leaders are at. Here's the type of meetings that I have. Here's what I've set up as healthy in my life so I can make sure this doesn't happen again. Is there anything more you need from me? And I'm like... Then at one point I was, I mean, I I had um, three friends. I had a friend that was like, you, you just get your, you know, cowboy boots on and you show up. Yeah. Then I had one, my friend CJ Leapshire. She's like, let's just go eat cake because yeah. you need to cry and eat cake, you know? <laughs> and then I had Brittany Serbel, who's Danny Silk's daughter, and she was kind of the wisdom friend. And she's like, okay, you can do this. And mm-hmm. it was just like, I had, I had a, just a, a friend base that really kind of covered the bases as far as just helping me through this in a, in a good way. But you I had just, chose them on yes, purpose, and like. I, I just met with Brittany and I was leaving and I was going to maybe go home. And then, um, and I was, I could find myself getting really mad at Ben again. I mean, it was just uh-huh. like, why am I even in this? And the Holy spirit was like, go sit with him at school. And I was uh-huh. like, Oh, okay. And I go in there and he's on She's the She's thinking I'm not doing anything to clean him up. He doesn't even feel it. He's just having fun at school. And he, right. can, just, he can go yeah. in there and, and I walked in and he's at the table and I was like, oh yeah, I don't know if I could do this. Wow. Like I, I really yeah. could. To sit in where he was and yeah. feel the process he was in. I yes. remember when they took my name tag off the bleachers as a revival group pastor and then put up a new name mm. in my place. Mm. And then me, sit, me, me sitting in the room wow. while someone else is doing all that stuff. So it was like the shame of that. Mm. And actually just the realization of yeah. what my choices caused. It's uh, painful. Uh, it's hard to sit through, but it's important to. This is profound. Like I, <clears throat> a couple things come to mind because I was a student in second year, mm-hmm. the year that this happened. So I was in the room of students and a couple things that I think, you know, as I look back on that time and think about you guys and what you did, 
to walk through this and to grow through this. It's so, it's so stunning because I didn't know any better as a student. I didn't know any better to know that this was, you know, the staff and the team, the leadership were having to kind of think through how are we going to lead Ben through this time? Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, Oh, they're just professionals at leading people through this. Little did I know it was, they were like, okay, this is a unique situation. How are we going to do this? Because Ben actually wants to stick in it. I think so many people want to bounce out. They make a mistake and it, the shame of it or the pain of it, or the actual work it will take to to get through it is too much for them, so they bounce out. Well, Ben chose in, Heather chose in. And so the team's going, awesome. We have a couple that's gonna choose in. How are we gonna also choose in with them? And so as a student, I remember watching and the, what Ben, what might have felt hard, painful, shameful, all those things for you, I looked at it and just my respect for you as a family just went through the roof because I felt like I cannot believe this family is choosing to walk this journey in such Mm. humility, in such transparency, in such, um, just honesty. It felt so safe to me. And I, what, one of the things I want to say for listeners is when you make a mistake you know, you could hear the the quote hoops that the team made Ben jump through yeah, dot, no. dot, dot in order to, to regain. No, no, no. Like the work that Ben did that, that was, it wasn't hoops for the sake of hoops. The reason why he was willing to sit with students for three years and hear about their pain because of his mistake was because that kind of work is what you do to rebuild trust. Yeah. You don't get to rebuild trust any other way. No. You don't just get it back. Right. It takes time and it takes intentionality and it takes work. And the the thing that I want to make really clear about, and then I have a question for you, Heather, is when you make an, an enormous mistake and you break trust with tons of people, yeah. there's an initial ownership that takes place and then there's a work of of process that takes place to rebuild trust. And you do a, you do a bunch of time, like trust is built not in the, in the absence of mistakes, but in how you clean up a mess. Yeah. It is also extended. Sometimes we just extend trust to people, but in a scenario where you've been really, 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 really hurt, yeah. you don't just expect trust back. No. And so I just want to ask you, Heather, like in this process of Ben's cleaning up his mess and these years of this year, this two year long process really of like being so humble to sit on the sidelines and to meet and to have conversations and to work hard. And you were doing the same at home. You'd mentioned like, you're going to take your, your ownership for your side of the marriage. Marriage is two people. It's not, yes, Ben chose to Mm -hmm. be you know, in infidelity, but just the stunning nature of Heather actually choosing to go, what was my piece of this pie? Like, how did I contribute to this? And what are we going to do as a family? But in all of that work, Heather, for starters, just what was it like for you to choose trust as Ben is rebuilding, as Ben is working hard alongside of him? What did it then look like for you to start extending trust over time? Oh, it was hard. It was not, it took time for sure. It wasn't like, oh, I'm. <laughs> yeah, I don't just trust no. you because you admit your mistakes. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, um, I think people confuse uh, 
forgiveness and trust so much. Yes. Yeah. And forgiveness that's is really something good. we give in a moment, and that's something God actually requires of, it, uh, yeah. of us mm-hmm. is to forgive. But they think, oh, trust and forgiveness is the same thing. So they keep having to forgive over and over. And I'm like, no, you already forgave. Trust is actually something that I had to earn with her. And that took time. So much time. And it was just, you know, pursuing my heart continually. And just, I think me seeing his effort, just in the scope of this part is seeing him, you know, being diligent to meet with, um, we were meeting with Barry Byrne and, you know, his leadership Mm -hmm. team and then, continually um meeting with the students that that part slowly gave me like oh yes pursuit of connor too yes, and, and he's he's building trust in that way but i think on the marriage part of it it took you know there was just some bumps it was a really bumpy like how am i going to stay how can i even think of him driving to church alone what if he's driving somewhere else i mean it just yeah. it, the the things in your mind are there and you have to really so i wanted new- to earn her trust so we got you know, uh, life 360. So I'm like, you can see where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, here, look. Yeah. Offering transparency. I, 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 I don't mind that. But mm-hmm. it wasn't, and I didn't want to be like the baby. That wasn't going to earn trust mm-hmm. being that whole no. helicopter p- piece of it. But um, just being aware of what he's doing, but yet also for me building that within myself of, okay, our marriage is being strengthened because of what we're doing and mm. that's building yes. trust. But there just, there are so many bumps and in this, the first three months of it, you know, we got to a place where I, I'm like, I just don't know if I can keep doing this. Like, it's just not, it just doesn't happen overnight. And I, I always want to tell people that it's a process and uh-huh. process is so beautiful, but it, it is process. Yeah. And yeah. so, um, a podcast or a, a little speak can make it feel like it's just so quick, but it really wasn't. Yeah. And so we were about three months into it and he's going to go to, I'm making tacos for dinner uh-huh. and I'm like getting all the stuff out and grounding the beef. And I'm like, I need my taco seasoning. And for some odd reason, I don't have that. So oh. he's going to go to, I'm like, can you just go to the store? And he, he's like, sure. I'll run to the store. And even in that, that's a trigger. Like what if he doesn't go to the store? What if, you know, like, I mean, just your brain, you have to really stop all the thoughts. You're like, oh, uh-huh. he's going to run to the store. We're working on her marriage. He's working on, you know, building all the things back with me. And so I, in the meantime, go on the, you know, I'm like, I'll just check some emails. So I get on and there's an email that is like, so you should leave your husband. I cannot believe you're staying. Mm-hmm. I've heard through, you know, different things that you're staying with him and you wow. need to leave. I can't not even. Somebody wrote that to you, yes, Heather. In wow. the email. So and, helpful. And so, I mean, I'm, he's gone. I'm sitting there. The kids are just playing, doing homework. But I have this moment in there. And my, it's like I could feel it all. And I just, I'm like, I'm giving up. It's, I'm done. I'm done. Mm-hmm. And the Holy Spirit, just so tender with me through this. But I heard, I choose us. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I choose us. I choose us. And I just said it. I choose us. I choose us. I choose us. And it broke. Wow. Like, it wow, literally broke. Heather. And I was like, I choose us. Okay. And it was like. There was that stake in the ground and that mm. like tool for me that I yeah. could hang on to that I choose us. And that was how for me that that trust was able to to be built because, again, I chose us to both of us. But there was that pillar that I was like, no, this is where we're going and this mm. is my stake in the ground and I choose us. Wow. And I think ultimately that's how trust was 
so beautifully built. Wow. And I think she, wow. un, you know, subconsciously, sometimes we don't know the behaviors we're doing to yeah. test people. Uh-huh. So sometimes, what are you going to do with my anger? And yeah. she gets really angry and sees how I'm going to respond. Mm. Am I going to run away? Am I going to quit on this? You know, every time I stay in the midst of pain, the anger that I created, you know, all of the he different was so things. patient with it and sometimes, letting me process. Yeah, and sometimes her standing at the door ready to go out and leave, and I'm standing in front of her, I'm like, no, you're not going. Not mm-hmm. in a... Mm-hmm. controlling kind of thing it was like no we're I'm fighting for this we're and she's seeing me fight yeah for this and for it to stay those moments whether we know it or not are actually building trust what was hard for me and what was I think important for anyone going through this is you have to have a counselor you you need healthy counsel because I couldn't process all that with heather Mm. right Uh, i need if i didn't have barry to go and say she's yelling and screaming at me and he's like yeah this is a work season you just got to take it (laughs) yeah and 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 then get the healthy that i needed of connection from barry a counselor that i can't get here in the pain of what i caused yeah Yeah. and the work because you still have needs even though you created the this is where we get yes it it gets even more unhealthy and a lot of people jump ship at this point it's because they don't actually have healthy they're not creating the healthy outlets for that they still need some here but you're not going to get it here right and so and we had been. I started meeting with individually. Three guys. Ben was having counseling individually. I was having counseling, and we had counseling as a couple. And we were doing love after marriage. So that year was full on. Just <laughs> to was. tell you all, we you were, were doing a lot of work. And we for, were both in open art surgery to the max. And, yeah. and for five years, I met with these three guys on a consistent basis, and wow. just like hey, we created this. some best friends. Yeah, mm. some really good, healthy stuff mm-hmm. that I had never had before. Wow. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, I. I think a lot of people in general, whether it's the the woman or the man, because this stuff goes both ways, right? They start working on their problem. And when they don't feel the other person trusting them, they get really frustrated. It's like, I'm never, what am I going to have to do to get you to to trust me? What am I going to have to do to get you to, you know, to win you back or whatever? And man, uh, I just, we give up way before... We give up way before we should. And, and I, I think when yes. that starts to happen, that's the beginning of hopelessness and quitting on your mm-hmm. marriage and quitting on yourself. But I've seen two things really make a difference, a massive difference. Um, I worked with another couple in the church who he had, he had, had his first affair was uh, on their honeymoon and they had been married 30, almost 30 years. And, uh, and so he had had affairs all through their marriage. And the first meeting when they sat down together, she wasn't sure if she was going to stay in with him or not because uh, he had gotten caught and it was just so messy. Um, but when they sat down together, at the end, she looked at me and said, hey, what do I need to do? What's my part? What do I need to do to get better? Yeah. And I was like floored because he came in with this problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this didn't this It didn't was clearly his quote yeah, fault. Yeah. Yeah, if you were ever going to go like, there's this is one-sided, it was so one-sided, it was yeah. crazy. And 
I was just like, oh my gosh. So I gave her some stuff to do, you know, just because of course it's such a great question. And then six months later they had gotten, they had, he had earned trust back into the house and then yeah. had fallen again, got caught falling again. And once again, it was like, oh my gosh. And she asked the same question. Like every time she kept asking the same question, they were separated for a long time. Mm-hmm. Anyways, today they have an incredible marriage. Yeah. Stunning. They have an incredible marriage because she was asking the right question. What do I need to do in order to take responsibility for myself? How do I grow? Yeah. And eventually he asked the same question, lived an honest, healthy life. Yeah. And that's a marriage, right? That you can put back together. Yeah. But so many people forget to ask that question because they're so focused on the pain that somebody else caused them yeah. that they can't even see the, the speck in their eye, right? Like it's Jesus saying, hey, you're pointing out the plank in this guy's eye, but you have a speck in your eye that you first need to take care of. And though the hopeless thing, I'm working so hard and I'm never, you're never going to forgive me. And the, on the other end, what do I need to do in order to live a healthy life is that's the secret to fixing this stuff. Mm. Well, people think also, Jay, they think, oh, if I'll adjust my behavior, it'll fix them. Yeah. And it actually, it only fixes me. Self-control that's a fruit of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. yeah. If I think that somehow my self-control is going to control the other person <laughs> into health, it's true. I, no. I'm I'm using it as a manipulation yeah. tool. It's no longer self-control. Mm-hmm. So I I had to be at a place where I was like, hey, I can only control me, and that doesn't. It may affect her behavior. It yeah. may not. Yeah. yeah. But I can only control me. Yeah. And then Heather was like, I can only control me. So I'm going to work on me. Right. And because of that, we were able to come together. It was, mm. it was powerful. Guys, this is, there's, it, this is such a rich. We need oh, a five part series. This is, I know it's so rich and, and it's so relatable. I just know it's going to help so many people. I want to backtrack for just a moment because, um, I think when couples walk through this kind of thing, um, it's, you know, one level of hard when you're in a marriage that looks like it's breaking apart. It's another level of hard when you're trying to walk children through Mm. a marriage that might be breaking apart. And what we've seen happen in your family is that your three adult children have beautifully connected relationships with you where they know without any doubt that they are so loved and they were actually a real part of Mm. the restoration process. And I think a lot of couples don't know what to do with their children when they're in the midst of such a mess. It's like, I can barely get my head above water in my own pain and in my own mistrust. How in the world do I take care of these little kids? Could you guys just share a few, maybe whether through story or just tools that you, I don't know, like how did you do this with your kids? How did you lead your children in this season? And what would you say are some keys for people that have kids walking through this? Like, how do you do it? It was a, um, just, it was hard for me in the sense of she was still in the environment and the kids were close to her. So Mm. they are aware of her and, you know, just dad and all of, you know, in that bit of it. And so, and we also gave them everything. Ben told them everything. Connor was fifth yeah, grade. Age appropriate. You Kira know. was third. What did Madison you tell him? Was first grade. I, I, that 
dad did things with a girl he's only supposed to do with mom. Mm. And I violated our relationship. Mm -hmm. And we're only supposed to do that with who we're married to. And I didn't do that. Uh And so I think so many people like, oh, and I've heard it from counselors. Oh, don't tell, don't tell the kids. I'm like, that's, that's crazy. They're going to feel all the pain in the house. Yeah. They're going to feel all of the stuff, yeah. but they're going to think it's them. Yeah, it's true. Right. Because That's you exactly didn't own it, it and yeah. you wanted to wow. protect them. No, you yeah. want to protect you. And also, right. ben, like, ben had, you know, he told them that he wasn't going to be a revival group anymore, pastor anymore. And so mm. he, we wouldn't have, because we had revival groups over at the house and yeah, that wouldn't look around. the same. So I think that was more of an awareness of, oh, dad is not doing the same thing as he was doing because he made these choices because Uh Connor understood Madison has only really understood and lately what happened. She didn't at that age, she really was so little. Mm -hmm. And so Connor, you know, just really shut down. He really, you know, we, you know, told the kids and he was just, he's an internal processor for sure. And he was just not even talking, not even, you know, saying Mm -hmm. a word and you could just tell there there was so much going on. And um, again, Holy spirit, we're, Taking him awesome. to his best friend's birthday party sleepover, and we're driving along, and I hear the Holy Spirit say, play the I feel game. And I'm like, oh, okay. And so I was like, we're going to play the I feel game. Mom, you know, Mom feels really excited. Connor has a sleepover, and the girls, and Ben says something, and then we're right at the end of getting to the house. And Connor's not saying anything. And finally, <laughs> right as we pull up, this is so bad, though. I'm not really laughing. I'm laughing, but I'm... It's, he says... I feel like I don't have a dad anymore. So awful. And it was... Bro, I'm almost crying just from that. Yeah. That was the most devastating thing I've probably ever heard in my life. It was so painful and so beautiful at the same moment. I'm like, oh, buddy. There he is. So proud of you. Like, he's being honest. He's being real as emotions. I'm like, super... Real, I caused that. That, you know, so that was a wow, a starting point. And I pursued. I had to pursue my son, right? In that, and he went to his math class every every day for his fifth grade math class and sat with him. And finally, towards the end, you know, the end of the year, just the, he's like, "Dad, I think I'm good now." You yeah, know? Dad, wow. I got this. I, I you got went to math school now. with your son yeah, every day for I, math. I would. He'd pop in math period. Head. I'd go in help him out because he was doing. He was just having a hard time, and and he finally got it. By the end of the school year, we had a, uh, they had uh, some kind of, you know, assembly or something, some big thing, and we walk out of the assembly, and he says, Dad, I got the best dad in the whole world. (laughs) You're different, and it's the pursuit. But in in the middle of it, he was with his friends one day. I pick him up from school. He says, Dad, I He's like, amazing day at school. I'm like, awesome, buddy. Why was it amazing? He's like, I told my friends. I'm like, what would you tell your friends? He's like, I told them about your mess. That's I'm awesome. like, wow, oh, awesome. Okay. Well, how was that? He said, it was the best. I feel like I'm not hiding anything anymore. Wow. And he's like, I said, what did they do? He said, they got around me and prayed over me. Wow. And it, was, it was the best so thing. So special. And then even my the gosh. next year he had... Uh, Michelle Alderson was his school teacher, and they were just having their devotion time, and, and Connor fully had a, a forgiveness moment, and he, you know, forgave Dad, and 
forgave and 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 just then ended up leading the class in forgiveness and so just just the process of that was so beautiful Mm. and then on a 10 year later we're working through the book we got to bring the kids back into the story 10 years later we're working on our ITUS book and we got to ask them questions and just for them to reprocess as adults Mm. was so beautiful because it actually I think was a healing time for them in little things that maybe as little kids they didn't even understand but could process now as adults and it Mm. was it was they're like you guys are heroes and I'm like oh I don't feel like a hero but that's if you'll work out your mess with your kids and own your mess like they didn't need counseling from that. No, yeah. and I was so worried. I kept going to Danny. I'm like, Danny, should we have them in counseling? He's like, Do they need a sozo? Right. Like, what do we, you know, what it's do they just, need? It's going to be a domino effect. It's going to, you know, yeah. it'll come around. Yeah. Gosh. Gosh. Guys, this is so beautiful. This is, I just want to, like, okay, you know, bold statements here. Like, you only get this kind of thing if you run towards the pain. Mm-hmm. Oh, you yeah. do not sure. get this. This is not your story. If you try to eject out, if you tried, if you walk away from your marriage, even, I mean, it's not that, I mean, obviously case in point, Jason and I have a beautiful marriage and a healthy, thriving family, even though his first marriage ended. Um, but this, this is not, this is not the story unless you choose in, unless you run towards the pain, unless you work out your stuff Mm -hmm. in the context of family and friendship and community that you guys knew. And you know, that doesn't mean that you walk into your family room and you splash the mess all over your kids no, and you it's not that say horrible things about one another in front of each other. Cause that's just how I'm feeling in the moment. Like, no, of course not. You go in with wisdom, you tell the truth, you prioritize the family, you protect the kids, you intentionally build trust with them. Mm-hmm. You choose to build day upon day upon day upon day. And 14 years later, you get a thriving, connected marriage better than you ever had before Mm -hmm. with adult children who are healthier than they've ever been before, that are a part of each other's lives, that are not afraid of making mistakes. Like the fruit that comes from being willing to do the hard work. It's incredible. The kids got to learn they were powerful in the process too, because they'd be like, Hey, if you guys don't stop arguing, we're calling your counselors. <laughs> like they, we're calling Barry and Lori. Like they, they had permission to confront yeah, them. We awesome. we would also have permission. Like, hey, no, this is actually healthy arguing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This this is mom, healthy. It's okay if we're not going disagree. anywhere. Yeah, we're, we're working we're, it out. We're, we're working, working something out. out. Uh huh. You need to let us work it out. Uh huh. And and back and forth and they they had power and permission there was one point i can remember baby remember she was like this is so painful and this is so hard how about we just leave we can we can like move let's just move move. let's leave let's just leave the environment yeah and i said baby i'm sorry we can't do that she's like why not i said then i won't know if we're healed or not yeah wow the only way i know if we're healed is if we do it in this environment. Gosh. And if then, after we're totally healed, you feel like you want to go, then we can go. Wow. But we can't go until I know we're so totally brave. healed. It's, so brave. It's really cool because, you know, we, the whole environment got to watch you guys 
fix your marriage, Ben get reinstated back into a place of yeah real authority in, in our oh, environment. Yeah. And I mean, you lead the prophetic movement in our environment now, you mm-hmm. know, and, and you're just one of our most trusted people. Um, both of you guys, you're on our senior leadership team together. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, honestly, this is the kind of stuff that makes me so excited because it's like our biggest mistakes don't disqualify us from right. what God has for us. And you guys are a shining example of that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it it's is amazing. It is it's wild because Heather, you said this at the very beginning, but it's been so long now that, like you said, a lot of people in our church or in our environment wouldn't even know the story. No. And it's wild because I do know the story, yet I never think about it. Me neither. I just so I don't I forget that right. it even happened. But what I don't ever forget, it's just so cool because it's the the victory that you guys have had in your own marriage and in your own family, it's not just for you. Like I when I do actually think about it and when I do like access the memory of it or like, oh yeah, we're gonna have Ben and Heather on the podcast and we're gonna ask them to share their story and in, in here. I think to myself, like, you give every other person permission to have victory in their own life yeah. because you have had victory. That is the coolest thing. Like, there's no excuse. Yeah. There's literally no excuse. If you want to get well in your marriage, you can. If yeah. you want to get well in your family, you can. If you want to build upon your mistakes and get to a place of like incredible amounts of promotion and way more authority because yes, you've done a you good can. job mm-hmm. owning your stuff. You can you can. Yeah. yeah. There is no excuse. Yeah. And that's a gift you've given us. Honestly. Yeah, thank you. Thank right. you. Yeah, thank you for <laughs> doing what you've done. It's amazing. Yeah. Team Armstrong forever. Come yeah, on. Amen. We love you guys so much. Yeah, Thanks for sharing. You. Thank yeah. you for having us. It's yeah. an honor. I know people are going to want to get in touch with you. And so <laughs> they're going to have questions. Do you guys have like, I don't know. I know Heather has chatted with people before, but is there a, a way besides, I mean, you might've heard listeners that they have a book coming out in 2024 called I choose us. So you guys yeah. can look for that. That's coming. Um, you can pay attention to social media platforms for that, but is there a way that like people can reach out if they have questions? So just oh, like a course. DM. Yep. A DM is great. And also on YouTube, there is my testimony. If you do oh, in Heather Armstrong testimony, okay, perfect. Bethel, that is on there. And I just, you know, pretty much lay it out. That's great. Eight years ago. Wow. That you did did that. that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And really, I think the I Choose Us book is something that I'd be anticipating for everyone because it's not only for those who are going through this or who have gone through this, it's there's pitfalls. There's all this stuff beforehand. There's so much healthy. It really is a story of cleaning up any mess. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And and this is just the biggest one. So it's more in your face. But there's going to be so many healthy tools in there, Good. so many things. I know we get the kind of the first fruits of, we've blown up our marriage, help. And uh-huh. people want hope in that moment. You give them hope and then they disappear, you know, because yeah. then yes. it's the hard you have work. To do the hard work. So I, I think the book's a, a great starting point. The we look so forward like to that. that. Yeah. 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 Thanks for doing that. It's going to be so helpful. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Well, everyone, thanks so much for joining us this week. Um, Gosh, what a great podcast. If you know someone who's working through hard stuff in their marriage, please share this episode with them. And if if our podcast is blessing you, go on and like it and leave us a comment or a review. That helps spread the word so much. Um, Other than that, we do have our marriage intensive coming up. 
uh, January, what's the date, babe? It's the second Tuesday in January is when it begins. Yeah. So if you're interested in growing a strong, healthy marriage, listen, that's what we're doing. Do it. We're doing six weeks, giving you guys incredible tools. You'll be partnering up with other couples and Mm -hmm. it's just fantastic. So you can go and check that out at jasonandlaurenballatin.com. Yep. Otherwise, have an incredible week. We will see you next time. See you next time.